With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Dilly Ding, Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. Uh, joining me today at the King Power Stadium, as ever, is Jordan Blackwell, our new Leicester City correspondent. And what a week, a terrible week um, for you to make your debut, Jordan. Uh, it's been a tragic week for Leicester City. This is um, an unusual podcast in many respects because we won't be talking much about football. Um, but it's been... Um, well, I've just wandered around the stadium before today's press conference with Claude Powell to look at the, some of the tributes to Comfy Chai. And uh, it's it's quite overwhelming, isn't it, uh, the outpouring. Um, Claude Powell sat down and uh, spoken uh, to the media today about the late chairman and the events of last Saturday night and how they've responded to it. How, how overall did you feel Claude handled today which must have been a very difficult press day yeah I think it's I, th- I think he did well I think it's very difficult to um, you know to sum up your feelings on such a when there's been so many events it's such a big event um, and you've had to carry on working it's very difficult for for Claude Powell to, to sum up his feelings in a second language as well and, and to express um, just how he is feeling and also the mm. players and the staff uh, but I think he he did a he did a decent job of, of conveying that and, and conveying how the the players are feeling and it certainly seems like behind the scenes he with the players have, have dealt with it the right way. Well, he he went into a little bit of detail about um, last Saturday. Um, he said that he didn't see the chairman after the game. Saw him before the game and he said he was smiling and happy. Didn't see him after the game and then he was in the manager's office entertaining the um, away. Officials, when uh, Mike Stow came in and gave him the news that the helicopter had crashed, um, and he was here till very, very late at night as well. It must have been a massive shock. We, we heard about Casper Schmeichel running outside as well in tears. Um, it must have been an emotional, emotional night. Yeah, I think it, you were here, of course. Yes, yeah, and I think you know you could see you could see the emotion you know on people's faces. I remember. Um, you know, wandering around the stadium, speaking to people that uh, speaking to eyewitnesses and, and things like that, and then I was sort of stuck outside. Everything was on lockdown. I was, I was stuck outside the media room for for a few minutes, and so there were there were stewards still working, but you know you could see that there were there were stewards comforting each other, um, and I think that, that would have been the same across all all the departments of the club, um, and yeah. So I think there was um, I saw I saw the assistant manager Jackie Bonnevay. Uh, outside, I didn't see Claude on the night, but I did see Jackie, and he's, he he looked stunned um, mm. by it all. Um, and I think that I think that's it. I think that they are certainly for those first few days that they all were in shock. Uh, yeah, he said to, Claude's revealed about the players. They didn't train on Monday, but they had a meeting and talked through what had happened and how they felt. And uh, then they got back to some sort of training on Tuesday but it was a very since we so emotional scene since then we saw the um, the laying of the, the wreath in the uh, the centre circle as well um, it, this must have been really really hard on the players who were particularly close to Vishai weren't they because um, he was a, a chairman that used to like to go into the dressing room before games and uh, wish all the players luck and uh, he got quite close to them as well 
uh, person. He went to Jamie Vardy's wedding, and so this must come as, as a huge blow. Yeah, and I think that's that seems to have been an unusual relationship between players and the chairman, based on um, the former players that we've spoken to and the former players that have spoken. Um, uh, in the media, on TV, on radio, and things like that, that said that it's that's not the sort of relationship a player would usually have with the owner of the club. Um, so I think that does make it um, all the all the harder. But it seems like the the players have been allowed to dictate how this week has gone. I think, as you said, on the Monday they they went into they went into the training ground and were able to sh- individually share how they were feeling with each other. Um, it sounded like when they started to do training on the Tuesday, they were given a free choice whether they wanted to train or not, whether they just wanted to train in the gym, whether they wanted to train on the pitch. And I think Club Paul said actually all his all 27 players in his squad wanted to train on the pitch. Um, and, it's in, and they've also been given the decision they've made to play on Saturday as well. So I think that they know, they're aware of how close... The players were with the chairman, and how it may have affected them, and they've been given they've given the the players the chance to make all these key decisions. I mean, well, there was some element of doubt whether Cardiff would go ahead. Southampton was obviously postponed; that was far too soon yeah. after the event. Cardiff away from home, and Claude said that um, he's been quite uh, revealing, hasn't he, in how he feels about that game and what it means to him. He says the result isn't the important thing, but uh, to go out and do Vichai and the uh, the family proud. Yeah, I think I think that's I think that's it. I think the you've got to it, the the performance is the most important thing in terms of showing that you're that you want to honour um, the chairman. I I think it would be a massive help if Leicester could get some kind of result out of that, but it's it's at the end of the day it isn't important because this. This week has taught us that, that football isn't really important. Mm. Um, I think that it will obviously be an emotional occasion. I think Claude said that he had to try and help the players to to channel that emotion in the right way. Um, but he seemed to suggest that he thinks the players will be able to focus and that for the 90 minutes that they're on the pitch, they'll be able to not necessarily put the events of the past week to one side but to focus on the football and ensure that the all of the um, events don't negatively impact um, their display at Cardiff. Well, I think it's the perfect game for them. They're, I mean, they've got to return to work sooner you know, rather than later, but an away game, it'll be less emotive than the Burnley game. The Burnley game's going to be a very emotional occasion. If that was this weekend, I think it might be a little bit too much, but if they can get this first game out of the way now, away from home. I mean, I'm still thinking it'll be a very moving uh, an occasion. Cardiff have promised to um, look after Leicester City um, on the day as well. And I've personally had messages on social media from Cardiff fans saying they're going to look after the Leicester people when they visit South Wales on Saturday. So it'll still be an emotional day, black armbands, minute silence, and as befitting the occasion. But they are away from home. There won't be that massive outpouring that there is going to be against Burnley. And, uh, it's probably better to do that that way and to ease themselves in. Yeah, I think that's it. I think it's the, the easing in. I think the Burnley game, as you say, is going to be it's going to be the key one. Being back at the King Power Stadium, um, you know where the, where you know where the event happened. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's good that they're they're able to to be eased in, and I think there'll be 
I think we'll. I mean, certainly we'll see it from Cardiff fans. You say about the, you know, the, the promise to, you know, look after Leicester. I, and I think we'll see that from fans throughout the season. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think we've seen uh, in the memorial and the tributes the amount of different shirts and scarves from other clubs. Um, and I think that fans of other clubs appreciate how uh, Vichai ran Leicester. Um, and the the impact he had on the community and on the city, um, and how much he he cared for the fans, rather than doing what typically owners typically do, which is you know mistreat the fans or treat the fans like customers. Um, and I think you know fans from across the country uh, appreciate that, and I think we'll see that um, that outpouring of. Um, affection from other fans throughout the season but certainly these first few games as well When Claude spoke about the family atmosphere at this club uh, which, which was fostered by Vishai and, uh, and his son Iwat and uh, he spoke about you know how they, they made all the players feel like part of their family but wider in the, the community as well it, the fact that the, all the communities come together I spoke to Henry Winter at the Times before the press conference today and he said um, very few clubs would have this outpouring this response to this crisis he said very few English clubs would have this because when you look outside I've just been round from gate 42 and then the memorial stretches all the way around the stand um, towards the fan store it's uh, it's quite remarkable how this has affected the whole community and how all the fans have, have come down yeah I think that I think I think the success of the Premier League title helps that I think there was um, you know that really uh, endeared the the chairman and and his family to um the, to the fans but also just their general attitude there's never been you know with the amount of generosity the amount of freebies that, mm. that they've given out over mm. the season I certainly if you if you're a regular um travel only travel to away games you you'll have received you know hats and scarves and and shirts and and whatnot uh, I think even this weekend they'd um before before the events of Saturday, they they said they were going to put on a free breakfast for the fans travelling to Cardiff. So I mean that's and that's what it's been like all the way through. And I, and I think yeah, it's it's such a shame that that Leicester fans are only now. Well, it's a shame that that they're showing that they're grateful now when he mm. won't be able to experience mm. it. I know Leicester fans have been grateful and have been able to mm. to show that. But they're showing how truly grateful they are now, um, and it's a shame that he's not here to see that. I mean, this, this talk about the unique nature of, um, of Vichai because it's one thing that a lot of people have said to me over the course of the last few days. Because I've been inundated with calls from other media outlets as well. Of people, I've had, uh, I was on to a phone to a radio show in Melbourne this morning asking about it. That's how wide, worldwide, this has gone, uh, and they said, "What is it that's so special about this chairman?" Because You've got to be honest, most football club chairmen you either don't hear about, which is probably the best thing for them, or they're vilified, like uh, Mike Ashley at Newcastle United. They're not popular figures. They're not meant to be beloved by all. Yet this one was. Yeah, I think, I think that is to do with the, with the generosity and the, the you know, treating, treating fans as people, I think. Yeah, such a simple thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, it sounds really simple, but it's obviously... Quite difficult to do, but and I, I think what's what's made the difference is that he treats everyone the same as well. I think that's one of the things that's come out, um, you know, from speaking to people this week and people that knew him have said that it didn't really matter who you were, 
he would he would treat you the same. So he's you know he's he's treating everyone as a as a proper person. He never treating them as a as a customer. Um, I think Puel said that he always intended to please. Um, that was he was a happy person. And he wanted to be surrounded by happy people, and so to do that he would you know he was saying um, give them rewards. And we've always spoken about the 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 freebies for fans and things like that. Um, so I think yeah I think that's why I think he 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 had a genuine love of people which I don't think you find in many owners or business or businessmen with that amount of wealth because you have to you have to be ruthless in a certain sense to to amass you know to become mm. a billionaire but I think you um, yeah I think it's clear that he, he did genuinely love people. Let's talk about the future then because obviously this um, obviously casts a major cloud over the club. And people probably aren't ready yet to start thinking about the future. But straight away, if you lose a figurehead so powerful as him, um, what about the future? I mean, we saw the statement um, Iowa Watt said and vowed to carry on the work his dad started and fulfil his vision for Leicester City. Um, do you think Leicester fans have anything to worry about now? Um, no, I think I think that statement certainly helped um, t- to clarify things. I think I would have expected that. I think the you know, I think the, the 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 family will have seen the amount of love from the fans, um, and that may have convinced them that it's not time to to give up on the club in any way. Um, I think certainly it will affect them for a long time, and we may not there won't be as much a hands-on involvement from from the family um, for a while. But I think that statement from from top has made it clear that. You know, he feels he almost feels he has a duty to carry on what his his father started. I mean, the the club is in a is, a, is in a good position, um, it, so it makes sense for them to to want to carry on. Uh, and I think I don't think Leicester fans need to worry. Um, I think the the club have a good structure at the top, and I think they'll be fine eventually. I think there will probably be a, a slowdown in off the field activity and things like that for for a while but I think the, um, I don't think there's anything to worry about well, Let's talk about the game I know it's uh, not the most important thing as we've said from the start of this podcast but there is a game on Saturday let's talk about the um, team news um, Danny Amate suffered a horrific injury didn't yeah. he uh, last week uh, on what was a very black afternoon for the, for the club um, uh, but we've got the news uh, he's going to be out for considerable time yeah so it's four months is what Claude uh, said today is, um, of it, 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 he did um, suffer a really serious ankle injury which he, he did have surgery on on Sunday night and that surgery was a success um, and actually he came, he came down on crutches uh, in, in a cast to the memorial this week um, but Claude said or he, he didn't clarify specifically what the injury was but he did say the tip uh, that injury would usually be uh, leave a player on the sidelines for four months. Um, so yeah, a big blow because I think Amate was improving and he was slowly becoming more at home um, in that right back slot. Um, and and as Claude said today and, and um, after the game on Saturday, um, you know he, he sacrificed himself to to stop a, a West Ham attack, uh, stop on what to stop a one on one. So yeah, it was a massive blow, and I think you could see, I mean, you could see immediately that it was it was a real nasty one, and I think you could not only in Amate's reaction but also the reaction of the Leicester players as well. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, so that's going to be a blow, and I think that you know the players will have been affected by that as well to see a teammate um, stricken like that, and um, you know knowing that he's not going to be able to play for a considerable amount of time. Well, Ricardo Pereira could drop back at right back, but yeah. Danny Simpson could we see a return of Danny Simpson, or do you think that is completely out of the question now? Um, I don't think it's completely out of the question, but I think well we'll go for Ricardo at right back and either. Or Brighton possibly in ahead of him. I thought Brighton did um, did pretty well at the weekend. I think uh, you know he moved, he switched from the left wing to the right wing at half time, and I think he had a better game on the right wing. So maybe Ricardo and All Brighton um, on that right flank. Um, but it just seems silly to be talking about it because I know, it, doesn't, I know. it doesn't really matter, does it? Who plays? No, no exactly, exactly. Well, there is a word a word of warning for travelling fans. Um, Wales are playing rugby at the same time in the Millennium Stadium as Leicester City's clash with Cardiff City at the City of Cardiff Stadium. So there's going to be a lot of people, a lot of traffic, so give yourselves plenty of time to get to Cardiff. Um, uh, The trains will be busy as well. So um, it's a safe journey because it could be a horrendous one, so give yourselves plenty of time. We've got a live blog running throughout the afternoon so you can keep up to date with all the emotion. Uh, of the occasion and um, we will mention the football from time to time as well and we'll also have the build up to the game over the coming days on Leicestershire Live and the continuing tributes to the late chairman of Leicester City Richard.